Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Jen, lifestyle YouTuber and your host of this podcast, where we dive deep with insightful guests to find out how self-care has played a role in their success. Welcome to our community. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to our community. I'm so excited to be on this mic, just you and me today, so get ready. <laughs> we are doing a Q&A that I posted on my Instagram, Jen underscore Lauren with two N's on the Dare to Self Care pod Instagram. I posted it everywhere. And we are finally getting to your questions, your advice. If you were not able to participate in this one, go ahead and follow me on Instagram and YouTube where I posted these Q&As so that going forward, you can participate, you can ask for advice, you can ask questions about whatever you want to ask about. I'm here to answer it all for fun. I love connecting with you guys, just as I've been reflecting, and we'll just jump right in. I've understood that my message is really overall about taking care of yourself and living your best life. I think that it is in your control, your happiness. It is in your control, how you feel. And as long as you do the work to take care of yourself, you can have as fulfilling and as abundant of a life as you desire. And between that and actually creating a community where we can all talk about the real, the raw, talk about our struggles, talk about what excites us, talk about what we're grateful for, talk about what's helping us, what wellness rituals, all of it is what I want out of this. And I do feel like I'm able to cultivate that kind of community on YouTube, but I really want to be able to cultivate that here as well. And I think it's honestly one big community. So many of you guys have been commenting on my YouTube videos saying that you found me through the podcast. You have no idea how much that lights me up. When I see that, I get so excited. I like remember each of your names when I see that on YouTube. So thank you for engaging and just being a part of this amazing community and doing something like this where I can actually directly answer your questions just allows me to feel like we are all talking and it's not just me on this mic. So I'm very excited for today's episode. A little housekeeping before we get into it. I have decided that we're going to do a season maybe not season one, season two situation, but we're taking a few weeks off just to be able to batch record. A lot of people were unable to, including myself, like unable to record over the holiday season, which makes sense. So we want to take a few weeks just to batch record, get a ton of amazing guests on here, pitch amazing guests for 2022 to record in the coming year. So definitely DM me and let me know if there are any guests that you think would be a good fit, anyone that you guys love and want to hear from, I will pitch them to come on this podcast, keep reviewing, keep rating, keep subscribing because it helps guests want to come on this podcast. 
So we will be back in a few weeks. I think this Q&A is a perfect way to just tie up the season and we'll be back. I started this podcast in January of 2021. So it's officially almost a year and that is just crazy to me. So January 11th will officially be the one year since our first episode of this podcast. So I might pop on for a special episode then. If you guys want another Q&A episode like this, if you have one topic you really want me to cover, I would love to do a solo episode in honor of it. I don't think those like yearly recaps of, you know, the best of this season or anything that anyone actually wants to listen to. If it is, let me know. But for now, I think I'll just pop on for a solo episode before we kick off the next season on January 11th. But if you have any opinions or any requests, definitely let me know. My DMs are always open, but let's get into this episode. All right, so let's do a quick in alignment and out of alignment as usual. So what was in alignment for me this week? I hope you guys reflect on yours as well. I hope everyone's been resting, recharging. If not, we still have another week left of this break. So even if you guys are in the service industry or anything where you're still working, I feel you. I'm still working too, but there's still opportunity and more opportunity than ever to rest during this holiday season. So try your best. What was in alignment for me is, well, first of all, I went to Florida. So that was a nice opportunity for me to just rest and recharge, even though I'm not really off work. Because as you know, by now I work for Shelby Church. I edit and produce her videos. So I was By the way, this doesn't even feel like work sometimes because I love doing it so much, but on my flights, I was editing her videos and I was still working for my PR job until Wednesday. So I only really had two days off while I was there because I went Monday to Friday. And then what other jobs do I have? Oh, but I was obviously off Rumble because I was away and it was sunny and there was a hot tub. So I tried to like work from outside a lot and I got a lot of time off. So That was really my main time off, and I'm so grateful that I was able to do that and stay at my parents' house, and I'm just so, so grateful. Ethan came with me, and it was just a great, really great quality time to spend with my dad, with Ethan, with myself, honestly, because they would go and play golf together and like do boy things, and I would just get to read or work or do whatever at home outside, and that was amazing. So that was in alignment. And then also something that I recently am getting back into on my flight home from Florida, I listened to a podcast episode from the skinny confidential with an expert on breath work. And he was talking just all about the benefits of breath work and how important breath is and how it can change so much within you. And honestly, that's why I love Kundalini because I feel like I get my meditation, my breath work, my movement, my manifestation all in in one. So that's why I honestly do Kundalini because I've always just felt like it's super efficient and I get it all in there. But Wim Hof breath work was something that I really felt changed my life and I kind of let go of it just because I found Kundalini. But I feel like the two go so well together. And honestly, Wim Hof, other than the cold showers and some other things that he does, his guided breathing, you can do one round with, you know, a 10 minute Kundalini or I did three rounds today and it's like eight minutes and there's really not much involved other than breathing and closing your eyes and it's really relaxing. So I find it easier to get back into that. And I did it this morning and I was just shook. Sometimes you kind of fall out of the initial spark of something like with Kundalini or whatever. And I got back into Wim Hof and I just realized like, whoa, it literally changes my entire body. Like it is crazy. I feel high after it's wild. So I'm a hundred percent going to do like mini Kundalini's, which with Wim Hof and, or even just only do Wim Hof in the morning or at night, whenever I need something quick, I just, it really 
really helped with my IBS, my anxiety, and so much. And doing heavy breath work like that first thing in the morning, it alkalines your body, which means you essentially start your day in a detox mode. And that's just my interpretation of it. I'm not an expert, but it is amazing. It felt so good this morning. And one little fun in alignment is I'm into TikTok now, okay? I have been that typical person who's like, yeah, I don't know. I just never got into it. I don't want to get into it. It's like a dark hole. And I literally to the point where like, I didn't even have the app on my phone. I felt so out of pop culture and whatever, but I was like, listen, it's not for me. I do YouTube. I do Instagram. Like that's enough. I do reels. I don't need to sit. Like I know people sit on TikTok for hours and hours and like it just takes over their whole day. And I was like, I just don't need another platform to diminish my mental health. But I've had a lot of time on my hands just at the Rumble desk at in Florida. And I do find that I have a good grasp on like, I don't get stuck on TikTok for an hour, but I can definitely do like 10 minutes on it and do it in moments where I'm not supposed to be doing something else. Like I don't feel drawn to opening it and maybe I will the more I do it, but I don't feel like I do on Instagram where I just click it open every five seconds out of habit yet. I hope I can maintain that, but I think everyone just has that moment where they just give in and it happened to me and I'm posting many times a week. I'm loving how minimal effort you need to put into it and to post and it's just fun. So I'm diving in. Please follow me. Honestly, compared to YouTube and even Reels, because I feel like on Instagram Reels, it needs to be very aesthetic and perfect. But on TikTok, I'm realizing like, you can just literally talk to the camera and the uglier you look and the more you're just like on your couch and relatable, the better the content is. (laughs) And I love that. The reason I got into YouTube was because compared to like posting photos on Instagram, the more you're yourself, the more you'll actually cultivate like an amazing community and the more people will actually want to engage with your content. Or Instagram, I'm I'm awful at modeling. I hate posing for pictures and it's just not me. And I'm realizing TikTok is that effortless video content that I can do and be myself, but also like it takes five seconds. You guys, I went to the bathroom this morning. I was sitting on the toilet for an extra two minutes and I put up a TikTok about Rockefeller Center and the tree. That's crazy. <laughs> like I literally did it in two minutes on the toilet. So I'm like, I need to give into this. I got to just go for it anytime I think of something. So I'm I'm on TikTok now. Follow me. <laughs> and then we'll be quick with out of alignment because I really want to get into the questions and I don't have much to be honest, which is amazing. But I'm really just in this weird like in-between period where my corporate job is off of work, but my others aren't. And I'm also here alone in my apartment this week because Ethan went home to Long Island already. And I'm just a little out of my routine my sleep cycle alarm keeps not going off. I don't know what's happening with that. Let me know if that's ever happened to you. It says my microphone's not working. I don't know what that means. And I hate using the iPhone alarm because it just hurts my ears. So I, yeah, there's just a lot going on, but I really want to try and use this time to plan for next year, pitch a bunch of podcast guests, plan my videos for January, reflect, like try not to get too caught up in a work and filming and whatnot, which is why I'm taking this podcasting break for a few weeks and really prep for the new year. Because since I am working this week, I don't want it just to all get clouded. I want to like still be able to prep for the new year and not just have it all mesh into one same year, if that makes sense. Like I really love a restart and a a chance to prep and prepare and reflect and set goals. So I really want to do that this week. I am going to make a YouTube video on like an extreme 2022 plan with me. I'm filming that tomorrow. So the day you're listening to this episode on Tuesday, so I should hopefully get it back 
up by the 31st, by the end of the week. So yeah, watch that video, subscribe. <laughs> All right, let's breathe in what was in alignment for us this week and breathe out everything that was out of alignment for us this year. Let's do that. Breathe in more of what we loved from this year and breathe out what we didn't love from this year and just ask the universe for more of what we loved and really appreciate and be grateful for everything that we have because, all right, I'll just keep rambling. Well, let's breathe in and breathe out first. What I was going to say was because <laughs> I'm now listening to Abraham Hicks. If you're not into spiritual stuff or the law of attraction, then you probably don't know who Abraham Hicks is, but essentially he like is the, he's who everyone studies, like Amory Bernstein and all these people who study the law of attraction. That's who they are referring to. And so I'm listening on Audible to his teachings. And something that resonated with me from listening this morning was this idea that we can sometimes fall into of, I will be happy once I get this. But if you are not happy and you are not grateful and fulfilled in the present moment, if you're not happy, you're not going to get to that thing. So if you keep thinking, I'm not going to be happy until I get this thing, if you're not happy now, you're never going to attract that thing. Therefore, you will never be happy. If you're happy now and grateful and working towards things with positive energy, then you will attract more and then you will get to that goal. But if you're relying your happiness on a future goal or a future relationship or just something else and you're just like dwelling in the sadness or whatever is happening now, first of all, I empathize with you and I'm here for you and I feel you. Second of all, highly recommend Abraham Hicks and Dr. Joe Dispenza and Gabby Bernstein, all these people who can allow you to see and give you actual tangible practices and exercises of how to feel happiness and positive energy in the present moment so that you can attract more. Okay, let's get into the meat of this episode. All right, so I got a bunch of questions, which by the way, just like as a small creator, I can't believe I'm actually getting questions from real human beings that aren't my friends and family. So thank you. <laughs> and I'm just so happy I'm actually connecting with people who are outside of my circle of people that I have always known. So I really, really appreciate when you guys engage and I love that I'm getting to know so many of you. All right, this first question is how to make more friends after college. She said, I'm moving to the city in January, I assume New York City, and feel like it would be cool to meet a friend in a workout class or something, but I'm not sure how. Okay, so this is actually interesting because I have this weird obsession with moving to Denver. All of a sudden, it probably won't happen, and I'm sure I'll get it out of my system because I'm going for a week and a few months with Ethan, and I'm very excited. I, it's just a random idea. I do this thing, my therapist says, where I come up with an escape plan, so if I'm feeling trapped in a situation. I'm like thinking of the next plan just to make myself feel better. So I think that's what it is. But anyway, I was talking about this with Ethan in terms of how, you know, one day we would love to move to Denver or something for a year. And then I was saying, you know, I'll miss having friends and I'll miss my friends. And he was like, well, I'll play in a hockey league. I'll make friends in hockey. And I was like, well, I'll just work at Rumble again there or another workout studio. I made the best friends in the world at Rumble here. And so working in another workout studio, I will naturally make friends at work. And then also the amount of people here that I have reached out to for coffee or who have reached out to me, who I've met up for coffee, just because we both are on YouTube or we both have a podcast is amazing. And I know that I can do that in another city too. So basically what I'm saying is think about your hobbies, think about your workplace and just make an effort. 
Also think about what hobbies you have always thought about trying but never did. It's the perfect opportunity to do so in a new city. So if you're someone who loves art and has always wanted to take a painting class or something, do it in a new city and just try to spark up conversation. So the main thing here is make an effort. The only way you'll be in a situation like in a new class or in a new job or in a new workout and not make friends is if you are closed off or too professional in your work environment or just give a general vibe that you're not here to make friends. You can't just wait for people to approach you. You have to make the effort because people who already live there have their own friends. They might just be at the class or at the workout for themselves. But if you make an effort, you say, oh, I really like your shoes. Where do you get them? And then they're like, oh, I got them at the store. And you're like, honestly, I'm new here. I don't even know what that is. Where is that? Oh, I would love, like, can you tell me all the best stores here? I'm new. And then you'll see them the next day at the workout or the next week. And you're like, oh, hey, like say, oh, hey, don't just like ignore them. So it's all about making an effort and having a very open energy where people are feeling comfortable to approach you, to get to know you. You need to exude a fake confidence, if you will, if it makes you super nervous you end up just like closing yourselves off, first of all, it's okay. Try next time. Keep yourself more open and maybe only really talk to like the end of the day, you want to make friends who are actually like people that you would be friends with otherwise, even if you didn't just move to a new city. So look out for people who have a similar vibe towards you. Look out for like New York City bloggers or TikTokers or whatever and and comment on their stuff and reach out to them and be like, I, I really love your content. I would love to get coffee. I'm new to this city. Just like reach out to people who are interested in the same things as you. And if you make an effort to ask questions about people, get to know them, whether it's at work or at a workout class, you might hit it off naturally and end up grabbing drinks, going to that new workout class together. You know, you talk about how much you love Pilates and then they're like, oh, you know, I'm here because it has a good schedule, this class, but I actually love this hot Pilates class down the block. And you're like, oh my God, I got to go. And she's like, I go at two o'clock on Thursdays. Like you just have to spark conversation with people, however uncomfortable it might seem, but you already have common ground. You're at that workout class together. You're at that job together. If you start a new job, that is the best place to make friends because everyone wants to get to know each other on a team. You are spending more time at work than you are at home, unfortunately, if you're in like a corporate job or even if you are working at a workout studio or a restaurant or something like that. Instead of just seeming very closed off in corporate and like work is work, say, oh, I just moved here. Where are you from? Have you always lived here? Oh my God, okay, you're gonna have to give me new restaurant recommendations. And then they'll say, oh, let's go to happy hour after work things like that. So you just have to be super open and make an effort and it will happen. The only way it won't happen is if you have a closed off energy and you don't make an effort. Okay. This question was interesting. I feel like I have gotten it often, to be honest. Advice for adjusting to living with your boyfriend when it comes to cooking, self-care, etc. So my biggest piece of advice here is give yourself a minute to adjust. Don't freak out or catastrophize everything that feels uncomfortable to you. So we've been living together for how long? It's December. We moved in September. So like four to five months now. And everything that felt like a big deal in the beginning has either become something so normal or something that we've talked through like routines when it comes to how or when we both clean like the dishes or when we're cooking, who's cooking, things like that. We've talked through them and come up with our own routine or it's just become like a normal occurrence, even though it was weird at first. So my biggest piece of advice in relationships in general is to be open and honest and communicative about your need for alone time. 
if you're in a healthy relationship and with someone who doesn't make you feel anxious or who isn't controlling her or who wouldn't take this personally, this should not be an issue to discuss. If this feels like a big issue to discuss, there might be something you need to discuss further with your partner in that, hey, I feel the need to just say that I want alone time, but I'm scared to address that with you. And I don't love that this doesn't feel like a safe space for me. I think everyone needs alone time, introverts, extroverts, whatever you are. I don't even think that's a thing. I think everyone is an introverted extrovert and an extroverted introvert. It's all the same. And everyone can gain value from alone time, just like everyone can gain value from being social or quality time. So Ethan and I only watch a few shows together just because of the nature of we like different types of shows. I like Love Island. He likes Outlander, you know, but (laughs) we watch Curb Your Enthusiasm every Sunday. That's like our little activity together. But other than that, we have our time where I go to the bedroom and watch reality TV in the bed with my salt lamp on and he's in the living room watching his show. So with that time, I will or maybe I won't watch the show. A lot of the times, like if he's watching the show out here, I will put my salt lamp on in the bedroom, turn the lights off and read. So that's my self-care time. We just both have our time in separate rooms. And I think that's important to not feel weird about living together, but like having your separate time in separate rooms. It's really all about giving yourself that space to have alone time so that you can feel out what you personally need in that moment. And so that you can show up as your best self in that relationship at work the next day, et cetera. But then I know you also, so basically what I'm saying is you asked like adjusting to living with my boyfriend in terms of self-care. For me, that's both of us knowing that it's okay to have alone time, even when we're both home. And then I do whatever self-care I need in that alone time. I will read or meditate, take a bath, watch reality TV, like whatever I need. I can, a lot of times if I'm going to take a walk at night, like I have him come with me just because it's kind of sketchy. And also like that genuinely is self-care to me to go on a walk and have quality time with Ethan. We go for a walk along the West Side Highway. I leave my phone at home every time, like once a week. But if you want to go for a walk and just get out of the apartment alone, I hope you feel okay to just say, I love you so much. I just feel the need to clear my head. I want to listen to a podcast and go for a walk. And hopefully they say, okay, do you. (laughs) But like I said, if that's not how it goes, that's another conversation you can have and should have. So you also mentioned cooking. When it comes to cooking, Ethan is head chef in this house. I think everyone has a head chef, but I always, always make sure to help. I always help him cook, and then we always clean together. I think working as a team is great, so there's no fighting. There's no tension over who's cleaning up and all of that. But I do work the night shift at Rumble a bunch, so I'll never expect him to make me dinner or be rude about it. But if he's cooking anyway, he's just kind and always makes dinner for me anyway and cleans up most of it. But sometimes he'll leave a bit and be like, honestly, because he cooks very elaborate meals, he'll be like, I cleaned up most of it. I cook this. Do you mind just like cleaning the pan or cleaning the stove? And I always say yes. And I just make sure to be so appreciative and I'll make him breakfast to take to work the next day. You know, I think all of this really comes down to it's annoying to have to think about people other than yourself once you move in together. Even if you've had a roommate before, like you're still both cooking for yourselves and, you know, fending for yourselves. But as long as you're appreciative, you're communicative, and you're thinking about each other's feelings, you will be okay. And again, this will feel normal. I am now like, I don't feel weird about him wanting me to make him breakfast for work the next day where like if I was living alone or with the roommate, I would have been able to wind down instead of making him a smoothie, even though he made me dinner, things like that. It's just like, at first, it felt like the biggest deal, like a huge shift in my life. Like, oh my God, I have to worry about another human. 
now it's just normal. Now it's just like, he's my teammate. He's my partner. And now that we've gotten into a groove with things, I can say like, oh, I do not feel like making you breakfast. I'm sorry. I love you. And if we both made dinner together and we both cleaned up, there's no reason I shouldn't be able to just go rest. And he'll be like, oh my God, yeah, of course, I'll make breakfast for both of us or whatever. So it's really all just about communication, honesty, and just know you will adjust. Things that feel so crazy at first, they're not, I promise. Okay, so these next few questions are about creative content creation, everything that I do work-wise. So this one question was, what made you go on to do a podcast and a YouTube channel? So I have an episode on how to gain the confidence to put yourself out there online on this podcast. So if you go back to one of my first episodes, you will hear my entire story and all of my advice on that. But essentially, I've really always been drawn to being on camera. As a young girl, I was an actress, I was a singer. And then as I got older, I actually, I did want to be like a host on E! News or something too, which I feel like is everyone's childhood dream at this point, which I didn't realize at the time. I, in high school, had an internship at a local radio station and I would, I learned voiceover and how to edit and produce radio segments. And when I was younger, I took voiceover classes as an actress. So I've always been interested in like on camera or this type of work, like hosting. And honestly, in high school, I allowed the pressures of fitting in and the desire to fit in and be social and go to parties, take me away from all of my dreams and my goals in that sense. But I'm really happy about that. I have such amazing friendships, such amazing memories coming out of college, coming out of high school. And I had the most social fun college experience and I would not trade it for the world. I don't, I praise all of these high schoolers and college students who are working in content creation as they're in school and everything, because it really is a job and you have to like manage, you have to edit, produce, manage yourself with talking to brands. And it's just like a real job. And I'm so, so happy because in middle school, I was leaving every day to go on auditions. I had friends, but like not the deep friendships or not like going to parties and everything because I was just like leaving school every day to go on auditions and do actressy things. And so I'm happy that in high school and college, I was really just like a normal, social, fun person. (laughs) But through that, I did lose a part of myself. And coming out of college, not being surrounded by peers 24-7, it allowed me to tap back into that side of myself. I was drawn to going back to acting classes, even though I didn't want to be an actress. That's not what my passion is. But I just had the time to realize that I wanted to do something creative again. I wanted to be surrounded by those types of people again, instead of just the bubble I've been in. I wanted to be surrounded by people who understood the craving to work for yourself and work as an actress and work like just in a creative industry like that. And at the same time, throughout college, I really fell in love with Lauren Elizabeth's YouTube videos. So I loved that she spoke about mental health and anxiety in such a free and open way, but she was also so entertaining, relatable, and so funny. And I think it just all in all made me realize like I can tap into my creative side and be on camera and be a host by just also being myself on YouTube and being that person Lauren Elizabeth was for me as an expander where I was like, wow, she did this in middle school when I was my most bullied for like being an actress and everything. I would never dare go on YouTube in middle school, but I want to be that person like she is showing people in middle school who want to do this, that it's okay to be yourself. 
So I think just the urge to work on camera or to host backed by an overall message and really a purpose and being able to do it for myself, I don't have to audition to go on YouTube or anything. It, it made me want to start a channel. So I was listening to podcasts about starting a channel for an entire year. And something that kept being repeated was you need to have a niche. So I never really started it, but I planned to after college and I got a camera for graduation. Like I was, I was going to do it. I was putting it out there. I was telling friends and family, like kind of joking, kind of not. And eventually I found my space or what I thought was my space on YouTube. I was always searching for workout classes during my first year of work out of college because that was my way to get a workout in before or after work so that I didn't feel like my life was consumed by work. I felt like I had some me time before work. Otherwise, I felt like I was at work 24-7 because I was in entertainment PR and it was like I was getting back at 10 o'clock at night. It was crazy. So it was my greatest form of self-care and it still is. So I liked Sweats in the City on Instagram, but I wanted to like really see the workout class, not an image. I wanted to like see someone in the class. And all I could find on YouTube was like some Kelly and Ryan clips, which was actually helpful. But it made me realize this is my niche. I can do what Sweats in the City does on YouTube. So I started with those reviews. And after getting validation and encouragement from one of my best friends, Maggie, my boyfriend, Ethan, and my family, which is important to note because it can really boost your confidence and give you that okay when people say like, yeah, you should do it. So I went into studios, I filmed there, I filmed the review, I joined Erica Vieira's YouTube bootcamp, like I was all in, I was serious about it, but I also didn't really have time with my full-time PR job and just like trying to learn how to use a camera and like I was jumping into like studio reviews, not just like vlogs or whatever, it was like a whole production. So I wasn't super consistent at first, I was doing it like once a month. And then the pandemic hit and I decided to go all in. This is my time. I'm going to upload weekly consistently. I'm going to try like 30 day at home workout challenges, which was so good for me to hold me accountable. I started doing consultations with Natalie Barbu, who's one of my good friends now. And she's just more my demographic. She felt more relatable, someone that I actually wanted to be on YouTube. So I thought that was a good investment. And it was. And I think when you have a mentor or a friend who you look up to, it's important to choose someone whose career you would want. So she also encouraged me when I mentioned the idea of starting a podcast one day in the future, she was like, so do it now. She was like, that's a great idea talking to entrepreneurs about self-care, mental health. Like, I don't think that's very common. Do it. And so I did. And she was just like, why are you overthinking things? Like, just do it. So I did almost a year ago today. And it's absolutely changed my life, my confidence, everything. I forget the quote, but recently I read, is it Dr. Joe Dispenza? I forget who said it. No, I think it's Ed Milet. Ed Milet said you grow confidence when you keep promises to yourself. And so I think I'm realizing the reason I have gotten so confident in myself as a human in my work is because I've kept this promise to myself to keep going, to be consistent, to go weekly, to get better with my YouTube channel. And also the second I started a podcast, I committed to weekly uploads and it's been a year and I miss maybe like two or three weeks due to a holiday or something, you know, that made sense. So I am just a more confident person, more fulfilled, feeling like I have a passion and a drive for something and a purpose. And I love it. So I really encourage you to give it a shot as well. And then the last question was similar. Your experience with getting started with content creation and influencing, I feel very lost. So 
I just spoke about my experience getting started. So I figured I will answer the second part about feeling very lost. So spoiler alert, we all do at first. Every single person you look up to felt lost at first. It's imposter syndrome, which is essentially just self-doubt. So if anyone says they don't experience it, they're wrong because self-doubt is a very common thing. So some tips I have for feeling lost is to journal on what lights you up and create content on just that. It'll come naturally to you and with your own flair and your own personality, it will attract others. Another tip is keep going. I can't emphasize this enough, not only for confidence, like I mentioned before, but also the longer you do it, the better your content will get over time, the more people it will reach, and the more time you'll have to build an organic audience and better your content. So many people only fail because they couldn't keep going and they gave up. If they give themselves just a year, I can guarantee you're not like it's Maybe less than 1% actually blow up and go viral overnight. I know that's who we're looking up to, and it's a great thing to aspire for. But first of all, you're not going to get an engaged, loyal audience if you're just having one viral video. So if you're actually in this for the right reasons, I hate to quote The Bachelor, and you have a real message or you want to cultivate a real community, it is better to slowly, gradually build an organic, loyal audience. If you're talking about something you're obsessed with and you're passionate about and journal on the why behind why you want to create content other than just free stuff and admiration from others to make yourself feel better and like validation from others to feel like you're worthy of being here, that is not where you should seek self-worth. That is a whole nother topic for another podcast. Let me know if you want one on self-worth. But if you have that why and you are passionate, that is what will keep you going. So also don't, maybe don't like pigeonhole yourself to the most niche of niches like coffee mugs because you might run out of things to say and write out a passion for it. But maybe your niche is coffee and you can talk about coffee shops in each city. You can do like coffee reviews where you try different espresso pods. You can talk about mugs. Like that is just an example of how you can have a niche, but there's so much if you're passionate about coffee, for example, you will think of all these millions of ideas, but If you're not passionate about it, you will probably stop and then not have confidence to keep going or try a new niche because you didn't keep promise to yourself and what you know, you know, everything I've been saying this whole time. So my next tip is to learn. So watch YouTube videos. They're all free on how to create better quality content, how to use your camera, specifics for how to use your iPhone to film YouTube videos, specifics on how to come up with a YouTube strategy. Catherine Manning is amazing for this. That's for YouTube, but also just trying out all platforms and diving into the ones that come most naturally to you, that excite you. So maybe it's TikTok, maybe it's photos on Instagram, whatever it is. Just keep learning. If you are interested in TikTok, go on TikTok, like spend an hour a day looking through things, spend an hour of a day creating things, and then also follow people on TikTok who talk about TikTok tips. Just keep learning and keep practicing. And then lastly, instead of comparing yourself to others, think in the lens of expansion. So if they can do it, I can do it. They are an expander for you. They are an example of it can be done. If they are five years in and I'm five days in, it's wow, I could be there in five years. Wow, they started 10 years ago and look where they are now because they kept going. Let it motivate you. Let it inspire you. Let it expand your idea of what could be your reality. But if there are people who just simply, because we're all human and it happens and it's okay to admit, if there are people who just boil you up with envy or anything like that, any negative 
jealous or toxic feelings, just unfollow them because it'll only set you back. And we all have those people who we scroll by and we're like, I wish I could look at this person as an expander and I will change my mindset for this one minute to improve my own mental health, but then I'm going to unfollow. <laughs> so that's my advice on when you feel very lost. I hope something in there helped you. And if you want me to elaborate on any of these topics, on anything I mentioned, please DM me and let me know and I will do another solo episode on it. I hope this helped you. Even if you didn't ask one of these questions, I am excited to keep doing these. I love that I'm really feeling like I can connect with you guys. And anyone who has gone and subscribed over on YouTube, we hit over 5,000 subscribers recently. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And I hope you guys all rest this week. I hope you have an amazing beginning to 2022. You can plan with me in my extreme 2022 planning and reflection video coming out this week. So stay tuned for that. And I love you guys so much. I will talk to you soon. I hope you enjoyed that episode. I would so appreciate it if you could take a moment to rate, review, and definitely subscribe so that you don't miss another insightful episode. You can also engage with the community on the Dare to Self Care podcast Instagram. So definitely join us all there. And I will see you guys next week. Bye.